Welcome to Suffering from Mediocrity, your source of average, some would say forgettable content with your hosts, Nick, Matt, and I'm Pat. Let's get into it. I have a very important question for you guys. If you were captured by Vecna, what would be your song to escape? And would it be an 80s song or would it be like current? Well, I think it's only fair that we put ourselves in the shoes of the characters, right? And so we go like, okay, let's say 86, but we can flub it a little bit. You know, let's just pick 80s music or anything before. Okay. Um, it's okay. very hard for me. I mean, you know me. I feel like it's too cliche, so I might have a, a second answer after we all go again. But I really I, hope you're not about to take mine because I think you might. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's just knowing me and just like how much I have an affinity with this song. I mean, Toto's Africa. Like, it's, God it's, dang it, Matt. I knew you were going to say that. That's <laughs> well, literally I, what I was going to say. I, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, it's I've, a good one. I've loved good that one. song since I was a kid. My dad showed me that song when I was a kid. He told yeah. me to, he, he told me how to look for harmonies from that song. You know, the harmonies of different voice. I, I absolutely love that song. It's a shame it became kind of a meme. It didn't become a meme in a bad way, but uh, to be, but I, to be fair, a great great song. Incredible. I don't know if I Cassie and I to this day when we hear that song come on the radio or something, we always say, "Hey, it's Nick's song." Like right? we, we think of yeah. you every time it comes. And on. that's everybody in Norman says the same thing about me so, about that song. So, but hey, that's a good one. I think I think that classifies. Yeah, I don't know if there's strictly one song that. I would say is Matthew or, you know what I mean? So, well, I have one for uh, you as well. I mean, the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Money for nothing. I mean, when that's oh, yeah. on, I think of you oh, immediately. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's my favorite song of that era, but it would not be my Vecna song. Okay. I don't think could, uh, Pat, did, did you have thoughts? Is, is Toto Africa your only one? Well, if we mean, if we're sticking with that era, that would have to be it. Um, what about modern? If you were to go modern. Modern, I was going to say uh, something in the orange by Zach Bryan. Okay, so oh. you're going con- country? Very new one, yeah. Okay. I think if I'm 80s, okay, <laughs> bear with me here. It depends on the mood. Like, tell me that you guys would not be able to solo Vecna with your bare hands if Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler <laughs> was playing i mean yeah <laughs> like, that would probably like the be footloose the version yeah really <laughs> like, like you're running and then the music plays and you stop he's like wait why why aren't you running you just turn around and just <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute is this the one from shrek with the uh... the, the old version the original <laughs> 80s version in the yeah, original yeah, yeah like okay, footloose. That's what now i didn't know it was in footloose yeah yeah the original was it's kind of it's like it's a lot more fast-paced i think than the the shrek version yeah that, oh, the shrek version's a, great though um, I will say, so I'm kind of unusual in my upbringing in that my exposure to, to classic rock was more Southern rock. So I was more Skinner, Skinner, Allman Brothers, Marshall Tucker. That, that was what I grew up on. It wasn't until I went to like high school, college that I was exposed to like Metallica, ACDC, uh, okay. Nick, you, I, I really didn't have that exposure. Okay. It, it just, I just didn't grow up with it really. Yeah. So for me, if I lived in that era, it would probably be either Simple Man or Free Bird. That would probably be like. I mean, those are two great, great songs. So Yeah, like Free Bird's nice and long, too, so you don't have to re- repeat plus, it too many times. if that guitar riff hits on Free Bird, <laughs> you just stop and you look around and just say, do it for Dale. And just <laughs> run, to- <laughs> run towards back now. Yeah, really. 
Um, now, now something modern. Yeah. Do you have a modern one? Oh, I was asking you. Oh, modern. I had a couple. Uh, well, and I guess they're go, both. I got to guess, Matt. It's something okay. here, Lincoln Park or Fort no. Minor. No, that would be a good one though. I like I like both those, but one of them from my Call of Duty players would be one one five from Keno de Toten. Oh, that's a good one. Just just imagine that playing <laughs> while you're in the upside down. Nick, I mean, you know what I'm talking about? I think so. I think I do, and that would be, I mean, very fitting, and it would be pretty wild. It, it's it's a very metal song. Yeah, that one. Oh, Pat, am I, am I wrong? Would that not be? It a good is one? very metal. But you know, Matt, I got to th- kind of think about, but like. How terrifying that would be! Can you imagine being in that hellscape, and then all of a sudden that song's coming on, and you're being oh man chased I, by uh, I, I'd be fighting so, all those devil dogs, man. I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't make it. I wldn't make it, but I, I would, uh, I would die with a lot of testosterone. You know, they wouldn't make it to me. I'd have a fucking heart attack and be done. Either that one or Headstrong by Trapped. That is a badass yeah. song. <laughs> yeah, t- come on. I mean, for real. So yeah, I'm thinking like with modern stuff. I mean, I think. WAP would probably snap you at anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be wanting to look around like, what is this? Like, yeah, that'd be the like, song where they put you? the they put the headphones on you, I guess in modern day, the AirPods on you. And, uh, you know, playing your song at first and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Vecna can't get me. But then all of a sudden, WAP comes on and you're like, oh, what the fuck? And then you die anyway. Gosh, um, so what did you guys think now that we finished, finished season four? What, what was y'all's opinion? I think that they got too, um, like, ballsy with their storylines they had because, you know, really at the end of the day, they had four big ones that didn't really even come together at all except for the last scene Yeah, at, yeah. in the two-hour-long finale I, episode. Yeah, really. I, You know what? I, I, will, I want to come out of this saying that I did enjoy the season. Like I did enjoy it from beginning to end. I was, I was paying attention. I was having fun. It was, it was a good time. I will say, I think I, I my overall concern because actually, as I was watching it, I knew we were going to talk. So I have ten criticisms that I wrote down. Um, <laughs> ten, that's a lot. Ten. I know, I know, it's a lot. But honestly, it kind of comes down to the writing felt kind of sloppy this season compared I, to. Pat. I can agree with that. Like I feel like what happened was probably was similar to Game of Thrones, where they had an idea of where they wanted to go, and then just ran out of time to do it. So they had to at the very end there, they had to like clear things up. So for one thing, now that I finished the show, uh, the the season, I don't know if you guys would agree, the whole basketball player Jason storyline was just dumb. What was the point from beginning to end? What was the point of that? So Pat, do you want to like double team Matt on this whole Jason thing? (laughs) <laughs> um no but like wait wait a minute in what sense because you know matt remember he likes he's a, jason he's a huge yeah. fan of him for some reason yeah. <laughs> he's the that's, most that's why, character yeah, yeah. in the season i don't get that i don't get but, yeah, matt, but that's not know, last last episode you um you were all all happy about jason you liked him more than who was it you mentioned it you were like you're oh, happy billy. seeing him more than billy billy was it billy I, I was saying that I think Billy was a more hateable character than Jason, and the fan base didn't hate Billy half as much. No, we're well, saying you liked Jason, though. I, like, yeah, you liked I seeing scenes with but, Jason and him this season more than everyone else. But Oh, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, I would have been on Jason's team, dude, 100%. I would have yeah, been, been right alongside dude, him. They were the whole way. Those, those kids were, like border, like, they're going to grow up to be, like, college rapists and shit. They're, they're fucked up kids. What? What 
kind of line are you drawing there? What do you mean? Matt, if you're prepared to shoot and kill someone, you're prepared to rape someone. Okay, hold on. You guys tell me right now. Those nerdy bands. Your your girlfriends just appear in another guy's trailer one day, broken up, murdered, and that guy is gone. What is going through your head? What is going through your head? I mean, that is a fair point, but still, like... It's no, just, you would want no, no. You would want to kill the guy. You, you no, would one hundred percent want him dead. That's why I'm saying it's a fair point. But like, getting my friends you, be like, "Let's go kill him, dude." It's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I get it. Would, it would probably be a solo and, mission. It'd probably be a thing, solo mission for me. It's just can the we stop and, of him. Can we talk no, about how just, good of friends he has too? That they all went along with that. Yeah, yeah they're like, no. well, let's murder a person. <laughs> no, <laughs> now that that let's wasn't do it. That's not where I was trying. I guess start my point. I guess my point here is with television. I love. Uh, beginning, middle, ends with storylines and where and it building up and it having repercussions or something. Now that Jason was just kind of ripped in half, that story didn't go anywhere. It, does that make you, it, one it, could it say that his storyline was torn in half oh too? Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it it just kind of seemed tacked on there now. Now at the end, I didn't know if they were going to introduce some of the maybe the basketball characters as main characters, because I don't know why not everyone's becoming a main character on Stranger Things these days. Yeah, they so are. 30 They're, main characters. It's getting kind of crowded. But uh, Matt, actually, I will, I'll, I'll one-up you here. Do you realize that while that Jason storyline really had nothing to do with anything at the end of the day, guess what? Which which one of the main storylines had nothing to do with anything at the end of the day? Oh, it's 100% Will, Mike, our guy. Yeah, but what else? Um, Hopper in Russia, nothing happened there. I I think no. I think you're seeing him killing the Demogorgons kind of loosened up Steve, Nancy, and Robin. Right? I think that's what helped them. Was it? No, 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 yeah. no. Uh, it was something yeah, Eleven it was the did. Hive mind. I thought no. no, no it was I, something that Eleven did. No, if you watch when he whenever they kill the the Demogorgons and Hopper kills that main Demogorgon, they become they get loose. E, so it was a combination. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't a combination because you're, you're right. Steve and all them were still up on the wall because that that smoke stuff that is part of Vecna's, I guess, mm-hmm. smoky form or whatever it is, um, that had all gone into all of the dead ones they had in tanks. And so I guess that main Demogorgon was the, the biggest one with the smoke in it. So when he killed it, it did have that hive mind thing. I guess right. that... Okay, but Matt, what you... Are missing here is the fact that they spent an entire season in Russia in a prison. Yeah. At the end of the day, that whole thing really I, had nothing to do with I the think, rest of the. I think season. I'll let it go because they had yeah. to find a way to get Hopper back into the swing of things. Because now, I think he he'll have more involvement, and so now we, now we know how he's able to get back. I mean, that that was a necessary storyline. We had to do it. It, it makes yeah. sense, but at the same time, if you just like backtrack, and go well, if they hadn't have fake out killed him, like a. Glenn walking or uh, Glenn walking dead move, then we wouldn't have had to do this because this actually kind of is funny. You mentioned this now, cause I'm thinking, at, thinking it through th- thoroughly. You have the prison hopper leaves, goes back. Then you have them get in there. They leave and then they go back and then they're going to leave again. <laughs> and so it's like, dude, what the hell? Like this prison is like, mm-hmm. it's a prison. They can't. <laughs> yeah. No, it, that normal people with no military training are just waltzing in and out of like, it's the easiest thing. So um, yeah, it, it, that yeah, I guess that storyline really, I mean, it wasn't necessarily important. Weak points. Yeah. yeah, it did. But, but then now, also the the one in California, that whole group dude, really got gypped. They they ruined 
I don't know. Maybe my take is a lot stronger than y'all. I don't care about Will, Mike, uh, Jonathan, Argyle. I, I mean, I Argyle. Know. I think I probably cared about him more than the rest of them because <laughs> he was kind of funny. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that they they don't matter to me anymore. Jonathan, Will, Mike. I don't care because all they were this season was just a way to get eleven back into the swing of things. Well, I that guess. and you know they were the source yeah. of cringy dialogue. Yes, they were. I they. I don't know how they just because Mike used to be one of my favorite characters in like season one, you know. And he was then, the one of the main characters. Yeah, he's kind of not yeah. really anymore. He he's yeah. just been sidetracked, and it just felt lazy to me. I will say, uh, speaking of like ensemble here, and we're getting real big spoiler territory because I wanted to talk deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, God dang it, we're having a second spoiler episode. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we are. So Eddie, I think we all liked Eddie. I think that's a fair assumption. I loved all, Eddie. I thought he was a yeah, great he character. Good. Now, my problem – now, I like Eddie, too. I have no problems with him as a character with his arc and everything. My problem with him – and I don't know if you guys will agree or not, but it was like they added him because they didn't want to kill a main character. Rather exactly. than kill a main character, they wanted to add someone new to get you to yes. care about. It was Bob. It was Billy. It was yes. Eddie now. Yes. And yes. It, it's lazy. I, it, it just feels cheap to me. Who's who's a main character that we've actually lost in the four seasons of this show? None of them. Um, None of them. Nobody. Yeah, and and it's kind of like who's going to be the one next season? This is where I'm at, and it, I think I think we all saw Eddie's death coming. And you also like, you yeah. also forgot uh, Alexi too. They give you Alexi. a character that is super Barb. nice and cool, and you like him and everything like that. I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to double down on these new characters that yeah. we like and kill them by killing uh, Enzo as well at the prison. Yeah, I thought he was done. Or too. Yeah, or, it's... or Murray when he was doing the flamethrower to save. Uh, uh, I think just Hopper or Hopper and um, Joyce when they're in the Joyce, yeah when they're in the they had part. a shot because it's all about framing sometimes they had a shot where it like kind of panned out a little bit and I was so thought that mm. a Demodar or somebody <clears throat> something was gonna come up and get him as soon as he stopped at the flamethrower I was so yeah. I was literally mm-hmm. I was like no 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 so because Murray but, is a character everyone loves. I, he's hilarious to me I love Murray but at the same time and this is a little con my opinion here also is controversial. I thought Mac. I'm just gonna say it. I thought Max should have died because hey, I thought that yeah. would have been a brave writing decision. Agreed. Agreed. I thought it would. I actually, whenever they did it, whenever we thought she was dead, yeah. I was looking at Cassie like, "Oh wow, they just upped the stakes. They did it exactly." I didn't think they would. I had the same and, reaction. And then when Eleven is like, "No," and I rolled my eyes so hard. I'm thinking, "You gotta be kidding me!" Like, are, really? Because I hate it in movies and TV when they don't actually do- when you can when you can bring someone back that feels cheap to me in writing. I don't I, like that. Yeah, and that's the I, thing. Like, if they are gonna ever do stuff like that, I like for it to be done right away, like they did. Like, not like bring them back later. Like, oh, they did survive or whatever, and it's like a it's a reveal for a, a season half later. But uh, I I know this is kind of like a cheap payoff, but it's like if you're not gonna kill them, at least do something that's detrimental to them. Like I, I hope she's blind because that is yeah. like, that's huge. And, and I feel like she's going to be with what happened. I mean, but uh, something needs to come out of this. Cause it's like, and, and it's right now we're getting that no one has consequences to their actions. There's exactly. no plot like, armor, plot armor. Yeah. The, the yeah how many ar- fake deaths is this now? Cause Hopper was last season. Now it's Max. And again, I, I love I Hopper, like but that would have been a brave decision too if they had killed him. He, I wouldn't. Yeah. He's kind of important. He is, and yeah, he. But is. that's well, the thing. I do think. I think all bets are off for this final season. I mean, we have a gigantic 
gigantic cast, no. people are going down in the season. I, I almost don't – and speaking of that, I don't know if I like how much they've been building the cast up. Kind of like – It's a lot um, of characters. That's the reason. Yeah, I mean, that's why you know the people in California get kind of got just watch out. now. Now yeah. they're going to make Robin's new love interest a main character next season. I already know that's going to happen. I hope not. Well, it's, it's <laughs> she's Molly Ringwald esque. If you didn't, yeah, if you really. I will say so. Speaking of, I wanted to backtrack because a couple of my other criticisms are like Pat said in the Will, Mike, Jonathan group. Um, it, with the writers, unless Will's life is in danger, they don't know what to do with him. As a character. <laughs> I don't think they've known since season one. All he does <laughs> two, is cry. I guess. All he does is cry. Every single scene. Will is the weakest character by far. He reminds me of um, but Andy from The Office. You know, at the he, very they, end. He's like, they've got to do Just sit here yeah. and cry. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got to do something with him. Where are they and, going? I mean, they definitely are. I mean, he's going yeah, to. I, with, when, they, when I saw the, the tingle thing and everything at the end. Like the very end of the episode, I was like, oh, okay. He's not done. Like, it, like his connection with the dude isn't gone, which I know they said that in season three after they, they finally kind of won. Well, I'm just saying season two was the after yeah. effects of him mm -hmm. being in there and all that. So, like, season two was the whole thing, and they thought they'd kind of fully exercise that connection yeah. because the, the cliffhanger of season one was everything's fine. He's having dinner with Joyce and. And uh, goes Jonathan, to the bathroom, and he goes to the bathroom and throws up the slug, and then it goes the upside down. And I'm like, okay, season two, we're gonna deal with the aftermath, and we did. But he still has that connection, like it's still there, and he mm -hmm. knows things and feels things and everything. And so that's gonna be big, I think. I think that's yeah, gonna be big. I would agree, and so he'll I, be important, I believe. But my problem with that is, it felt like he should have been more important three seasons ago, earlier. Uh, because I, I, I remember at the end of season one, whenever he does have the vision, throws up the slug. I, I think we all thought, oh, season two, we're going to see more of this. There's going to be more of a connection. It's going to grow. And it felt like it. nothing's happened, you know? Like, like well, Will has kind of done did. this it, and it just it stagnated. Well, I mean, it, it was huge in season two. That was the plot. I mean, he was yeah. using him as a spy. He, he was using oh, Will. Oh, right. Huge. That was a huge plot line. And we, we thought it was – I, don't I, I loved it. That was the mind We flare. thought it was all good by the end of season two. You know, and we thought everything was fine. But then in yeah. season three, he makes a comment like, I can still feel him, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, damn. Okay, so it's still there. And then season three kind of went on and we didn't really have any touching on that. And then season four, I mean, he's completely removed from the situation. So it's understandable he wasn't feeling it anymore. But he didn't, didn't even say at the end. He's like, ever since I've been back, I still feel it. And it's like, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. So he was just removed from it when he moved away after season three. So mm -hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and at that last scene, was it just me, or did he have a weird looking thing, like when he felt the tingle or whatever? Did they just CGI bad, um, like oh. goosebumps on his neck, or was I thought I saw going something on there? too, but I can't remember. Did, what do you think it was like? Almost like something foreign moving under the skin. Almost uh, looked mean, like dark Mark kinda, Harry Potter ish. Like. Yeah, kind of looked kind of scaly. Oh, okay. I got so you. I don't know if it was just like poor CGI or if there was actually something there. I don't that's, know. I thought I did see something weird too. I'm with you. Maybe um, go watch it again. I don't know. You can keep now, your critiques, Matt. I will say, uh, and like I said, Mike and Jonathan, we, I've already said Mike has downgraded since season one, but Mike and Jonathan have now been, what is the, what is Jonathan's role in the show now? I mean, I just think there's comforter. too many characters, man. There's too I many. Agree. 
They need to have a call. A call. We need to. We need to start. No, I know it sounds bad, but the stakes need to be raised. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. And they they like, missed an opportunity to do that here. I think. Um, now, um, well, in, in character deaths and motivation, because the motivation is basically the same it's always been. It's just like we have to defeat this evil. You know what I mean? Um, there's no uniting force, which again is kind of cliche. That's super super common for any movie or show is like avenging the death or doing it for other people and stuff mm. but it's kind of just the the motivation between all these characters is just i mean besides 11 no one has any skin in this game with like the upside yeah. down and shit they're just doing <laughs> it because they're and like will now I we guess. have to do this we have to fight these bad like like again you want to put yourself in a real scenario like think about eddie even though they're like helping him in the real world not get caught by police for a false murder he just willingly is like so we're going to go into this alternate dimension and fight characters and creatures and something that can mm-hmm. kill us. It's like, and, and even I'll even extend that to Robin. Like Robin just got involved <laughs> with this and even everything she had last season was still kind yeah. of domestic. I mean, it was Russian spies and shit, yeah. but she didn't do any upside down stuff. And she did not bat an eyelash when she goes in there to fight the, it's like, dude, what? what, why are you doing this? Just cause you care so much. It's like, geez, Louise. Like it. Uh... I think whenever I watch television shows, I always try to think from the perspective of characters and that's kind of how I sympathize, you know, and yes. all that. Yeah. And with regards to Eddie, another thing I didn't really care for was his whole death was I'm not going to run anymore. And I don't know about you guys. I was thinking, I never thought of him as a coward ever. I mean, I don't know why they made that his kind of personality there at the end is no, I'm tired of running. I'm going to stay here and fight. It's like you were running away either. from an unjust murder. And you just saw a, a girl murdered right for your very – I don't think anything he did was cowardly. I'd have been running from that too I, if I saw right. that happen. I think it was uh, not completely developed because he just had a moment where he talked about like my whole life I've done. So we didn't really get like yeah. good enough backstory or examples. And this might be a stretch, but like maybe the fact that he's like 20, 21 years old and he's still in high school because he just keeps mm-hmm. failing or whatever – maybe it's kind of connected to that a little bit, like not caring and not trying and always running away from the hardship or the tough things and stuff like that. Maybe that's what they were kind of going for, but I still like the heroic moment. Oh, I I did too. I just did. I just felt like it wasn't a redemption. I I felt like he didn't need that redemption though. (laughs) He didn't. Exactly. It's kind of like he already, had the best moment of the season when he played master of puppets on top of the trailer. Oh my that gosh. Was, that was so badass, dude. Cause I saw the scene in the trailer back when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this honky tonk shit? Like there, there's a guy in the <laughs> upside down playing a rock concert. I thought it was literally cringy when I saw it in the trailer, mm-hmm. but then when I kind of knew Eddie's character and I was like, okay, this is going to happen probably in the final two episodes. I, you didn't, you still didn't yeah. know what song was going to be played. When Master of Puppets started, I was like, holy yeah. shit. Also because, I mean, the mm-hmm. connection of the mind flare. He, he's been pulling these strings this whole yeah. time. Like, you know, so that being the song, like, I got so hyped. I was like, this is the yeah. perfect song for this. I did see a guy on TikTok, like, a couple weeks before that, the, the like, uh, it was, maybe it was a week before that episode dropped. He was on TikTok, and he's a big metalhead on TikTok, and he was saying that, uh, He's like, it has to be Master of Puppets. And he's like breaking down like the guys, his, his, like the, the chords he was playing. And he's saying, everyone's saying it's going to be the final countdown by Journey. He's like, no, my guy Eddie has Iron Maiden tapes. 
there's no way this guy's going to be playing a journey song on in the upside down. It's got to be Metallica. And I, it, it, I was, I was lit when I saw. We're going to pause real quick, Matt. There was some false information that was just uh, stated here. Final countdown is not journey. Oh, oh, yeah. it's a, so, oh, that'd be Europe, it? sir. But anyway, Europe. other than they're that, right. good stuff. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I meant it wouldn't be a Europe or Journey type song that he would. Play. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Kind of like it wouldn't be that. Uh, what is it? The the song we kept hearing all like uh, the the one that played apart? all season. I don't know what the name of it is. Is it Se- uh, separate ways? Separate ways. It, it it couldn't have been separate ways. Like I hear that song everywhere now. Yeah. It's so dumb. I've been hearing that song my entire life because Journey was my mother's favorite band. And so, again, and it's like, okay, I guess. I love this song, but now it's getting overplayed. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's it's actually the only song I like by Journey. And the reason is, is I remember it being used in, I'm going to get hate for this. I enjoyed Tron Legacy. Yes. 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 I, I love Tron Legacy. I, yes, I, I know people didn't like it. I enjoyed it when it came out, and that song was used That's perfectly. So in that movie. funny, because dude, as soon as you said, you're like, I remember, and I'm like, I know exact because I was gonna say the same thing. It's when he walks into his dad's old arcade, yeah, and boots up, and that jukebox song plays, mm-hmm. dude. We don't have to get into this. Tron Legacy is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's great. It's a it's great. Very good. I, it's better know, than the first one. What you do when you go to the movies and stuff like that, and like. A, a different world like i guess the way people probably feel about avatar is how i feel about tron legacy like it takes me into this other world and it's a feeling i can't like describe like it's so immersive to me that movie no. i lo- i love that movie so much i, I was thir- it's really different they kind of take yeah, you into a whole exactly like, a very very different thing that you normally don't see when i was and also world you'd the- like to go to you're like that would be so cool to go it would there. be super cool and that- the soundtrack is dope in it, it that yeah. was the movie i listen i listen to that soundtrack all the way through like once every couple months it's it's, it's a good soundtrack it. mm-hmm. i i will say that was the one of the movie i think there's like three movies that inspired me to young age want to get into motorcycles and dirt bikes that was one of them really? tron legacy and it was the opening scene of the movie where he's the i Ducati. think he's running from police yeah on his Ducati, yeah and that made me want a motorcycle so bad at did age you 13. did you totally want his like house that he had that he went to after yes that? oh that yes. was dope like yeah a like garage a garage apartment. opens up and yeah. then it shuts and then the back garage opens up to like a pier mm-hmm. and it's just like this like kind of shop like building but it's a house and it's like that's so cool i now i want to rewatch tron legacy it's been Dude, i haven't same. seen it since it came out i haven't seen it in a while but i watch it a lot i love that movie um but yeah good, good time um i was gonna say here oh another criticism i had i kind of wish the writing of stranger things had 11's powers growing and developing and not this back and forth of I I lost it. I'm getting it back. I'm weak. Now I'm strong. Because I don't know about you guys, but whenever Mike is telling her how much he loves her, I'm sitting there oh thinking, God. what's Vecna doing? Is Vecna not killing Max? Is, is he waiting for <laughs> him to finish? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what is going on? Yeah, but, I hate that too. And honestly, I have a big issue with Levin, just in general. I absolutely hate her stupid fucking scream that she does. <laughs> and it's so overplayed. I mean, she's been doing it since like the beginning of season one, and it's like, God, how many oh times can gosh. they have her stick her hand out and scream? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I love how they kind of made fun of it when she tried to do it earlier. Hey, in the yeah, season, yeah. And like nothing happened. Everyone's like freak. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, 
I would feel the same way if I saw some kid do that. I'd be like, ugh, what are you doing? I feel like I have seen a kid do that, and I had those exact thoughts. I feel like I've seen a kid do that, too. Like, way, way before Stranger Things was even a show. But just, I don't know. They were trying to do something to me with their brain. I don't know. But but no, um, I uh, I actually had an issue. My my The thing I thought was the worst part wasn't even necessarily the California group. Because, side note, I think this like super evil military general like who's like doing inhumane shit uh with a uniform on um i think he's gonna be a pretty big player in season five so that whole scene where like they bum rush the house and they're trying to get away i like that stuff the weakest part of the entire season was pretty much the entire nina project the fact that she's there the whole time and they're training and training and training i'm like even in like episode five of star wars he goes to dagobah and trains and you're not necessarily bored by what he's doing there. You know what I mean? With you. Yeah, he's only there like 30 minutes of the movie. But with Eleven being at that, that what did you, what was it called? Nina Project? Whatever. Yeah. Yes. I think it was good for like setting up backstory, but it yeah. took an entire season to do it. But that's the thing. I think that's Which, the only reason we really did it is because we Yeah, I mean, it was to, important. It so was could, very like, important. I actually know who in fact that was and it's everything. It's funny. But. If you take yourself out of it, you go, oh, this wasn't really. Like writing wise, this wasn't really for Eleven to get her powers back, her to get her powers back. So duh. But that whole that whole subplot of the Nina project was to then lead us to the super big reveal of one being Victor Creel being uh, Vecna. So it's like, okay, that's what that whole thing was basically for. We had to go through these old tapes and everything, and you know, so. But, I kind uh, of feel yeah. like this whole season, Eleven's powers were like a really bad Chekhov's gun. Explain Can Chekhov's gun from, to me. I've heard that before. Chekhov's gun. It was from like a really yeah. old movie where at the very beginning they put like a gun on the wall. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and, and they it's going to be pointed out. Be and it's at it. some point yeah. in the future it's going to be used. But yeah, I just Googled I kinda, that like a month ago. It's kind of like I tell Cassie that every – like I don't, I'm sure someone else has said this before. It's not – I cannot be the only guy that's made this observation. Anytime I see white clothes on a TV show, I always say, we're going to see blood. We are going to see <laughs> dirt. We're, like anytime someone's in all white or something, it's kind of happened. Those clothes I, are gonna I, get- I don't know why I took that in a such a different way. You're like, yeah, like I do the same thing. I put a gun on the wall in our living room and I just go, it's going to get used eventually. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of that, um, I don't know about you guys. I was a little offended because – the war zone in Stranger Things is a place I would hang out at all the time. Oh, I so know cool. that was like, so funny to me. They're like these crazy rednecks, I'm and, like, I, and I'm sitting here like that place looks all like yeah. I think it's uh, Erica, Lucas's little sister, that said it's a place where Hicks hang out that think they need kill like machine guns. I'm sitting there. That's me, <laughs> like, dude. I'm like, out there, cool. The part that I loved about it was that they bought so much. Yes. Like, wow, either like they're loaded or that stuff was now, dirt cheap. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's also when your life is in danger, I guess you don't care about cost, right? You probably yeah, bring throw out. it on a credit card because, um, I don't know, the world now, just opened up a gate. So, I, I mean, as a, a guy who obsesses over guns here, the couple things I thought were kind of like, because typically Stranger Things does a good job of like fact checking uh, stuff at the time, you know, like they get a lot of things that are period correct i guess you could say mm-hmm. jason would not be able to buy a handgun in 1986 uh, in 1968 i think was the gun control act that said that you had to be 21 or older to buy a handgun really i yeah i had that exact so, thought but i did not google i didn't double so 
I, I thought he was too young, and I had to double-check it. And it's I, I, I hope I didn't misread it, but, yeah, 1968 is when that federal law went really? into place. So I, w- I was sitting there thinking, that doesn't seem right. Okay. And also, <laughs> Jason's dumb quote. When he tells Nancy, you know 12-gauge shotguns are only good for killing birds, right? I'm like, what is this guy talking about? What? You would not yeah, want to get shot by a 12-gauge. Let me just we say talking, that. I mean, it could kill Big Bird. I mean, from... Like, <laughs> yeah, because slugs, slugs and buckshot don't exist. Yeah. Um, no, and also, dude, it's just... I, I, I hate that character so much. Just like... <laughs> there, we saw how packed the place was in the parking lot and inside. And then they give him enough time to have this moment where he like holds the gun and like he's holding yeah that was and like if anybody walked by i'd be like hey hey hey, what are you doing yeah that and you're talking to her like threateningly and weird like that was cringy i kind of cringed on that scene i thought yeah uh, i think the actor that played jason just i think he was like a this probably his first time getting casted in anything and he like overacted the absolute shit out of it he definitely overacted he was in teen wolf also as a dumb jock high schooler uh and he was thing he was cringy there too. So now yeah. that was a Riverdale character from that shitty show stuck in our show. I've so never seen it. Yeah. Um, no, oh, he does kind of feel like he's out of Riverdale. Honestly, doesn't he seem like he's out? Yeah. Yeah. He could fit right in with that cast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, they had a lot of moments in this show where it was, uh, you know, leading up like certain lines would lead up like, like when Nancy is sawing off the shotgun saying, Oh yeah, I'm committing a felony. Why are you doing that? So that way I won't miss because, you know, Jason talked about you better not like miss. I think that's what he said. And well, this way I'm not going to miss. It's kind of like by her chopping down the barrel is it's going to be hard for me to miss. And she proceeds to miss with Vecna <laughs> on every shot. And it made me so mad. They, they, I feel like they wanted me to think how cool she was. And the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head. And then he falls out the window. I'm thinking, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I, how I many times Nancy. did she like, shoot? <laughs> wasn't it like three? She unloaded. She unloaded. Did she, did she stop and reload? She was at all? aiming for his ankles, his leg, his big toe, but not his head. I don't know why. Um, yeah. You know, because he controls stuff with his mind. I guess don't aim for that. No. Did um, she even shoulder it, or did she like do the classic, yeah, you know, under the arm? No, I think uh. she shouldered it. <laughs> so essentially, what you're telling me is uh, Biden's thing about only needing a shotgun for self defense is bullshit. I mean, basically, right? Like, if if Nancy would have had something better than that, I mean, Dare Vecna would have been yeah, Vecna would have been yeah. dust, dude. But she had to get a shotgun, and you know, whatever. I guess that'll work. Yeah, I mean, but that's the, that's the ironic part. See, she sawed it off, and then she had to keep walking towards him. So it's like you would have kept that barrel on. You could have kept some distance, look, and you would have made I, some I, shots. I think what we learned here is that if my boy Jason was able to, you know, pull pull the trigger, we would have actually seen some progress here. All right, if Rick Grimes can level down <laughs> millions of hordes with his Colt Python, then Jason can take out Vecna with his Colt Python. That's all I'm saying. Did did Jason, Jason even did he even pull the trigger once? Uh, yeah, he had it like aimed like toward a, Lucas, and I think Lucas like went for it, and the gun went off. I would something. say it went off right before they started the yeah. scuffle. I think. Oh, I okay. guess so. But was it? I a, think the scuffle purposefully... set off the gun. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, was it an actual "I'm going to shoot you" or was it a? No, see, I saw some just, just I, I, on Reddit. People were saying, "Oh, I hate Jason because he tried to kill Lucas," and I disagreed. I think, I think when they went for it, because he already had the hammer cocked, and I mean, if you guys have ever shot a revolver, that's a hair trigger. I mean, if it's yeah. cocked, yeah. and if you do anything, it's going to go off whether you mean to or not. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 
I still hate your support for Jason. It bugs Best character in the universe. Um, <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> in the Stranger Things universe. No, um, in all of television. Oh, oh okay. Like, yeah. Double, doubling okay, down Matt. there. That, that's um, that's just a bit. I don't want to live in a world where Robin is loved more than my boy Jason. <laughs> Yo, Robin, Robin's what? character. I liked her a lot in season three, but this yes. year she was just a bundle of nerves. Like every time yeah, she spoke, I don't, it was kind of annoying. I agree because she was a lot more intriguing last season, and yeah. she was just comic relief in this one. Really, yeah. She what happened? Any? What happened to her? Like edgy attitude she had in season three. I think she's yeah. sarcastic uh, all the time. They tried and... to give her a like a character arc and didn't. Yeah. I think but they even then, too much into her lesbian at the asylum. Na- Nancy carried her. Actual. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she had that little breakdown that like helped make their point and get them in, but still, again, it was just like a bundle of nerves, like you know, anxiety mm-hmm. attack. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, pretty much, but yeah, I, I would um, put Robin and like Erica on the same plane, honestly, in terms of like usefulness as a character. I mean, really. Lucas's. <clears throat> I like yeah, Erica Luke. though; she's fun to me. I'm not saying I, I don't, don't like Erica. I, I don't. Really, I'm, I am indifferent about her. I don't really have an opinion on her. Really, it's just she was there. That's how I felt about Robin. She was there. I don't but, like Erica at all. I feel like they kind of gave her too much of that, or the writing was too much of like her, like like the I'm a bad bitch attitude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I a lot of shows that. are doing that, where they make that a character's entire personality. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for example, Beth from uh, Yellowstone. Well, yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, that, that, so ugh. don't don't spoil that. From I just started it, and and I don't well, want to get off and see. Tangent. That's the thing, uh, Nick. It, that's not a spoiler because it doesn't change. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, okay. I was gonna say our biggest our and we're, first second on TV. I was like, who is this? I, <laughs> yeah. I, when you're done, I will do. Hap- when you're done, I'll happily do a Yellowstone discussion because Pat and I are yeah. caught up. And oh, so we talk here. about it. And actually, um, we should do that quick because uh, let me, season five is coming out. Can, or is in four? the fall? Four is yes. coming out. So, Wait, and I'm not spoiling wrong. anything here. I'm trying to help you because it hurt Pat and I, and I'm trying to help you here. Okay. Hey, what were your season. expectations for season four? <laughs> all right, do it. Hmm, don't okay. don't watch. Don't go into it like, oh, this is about to be the greatest season of all time. It will ruin. Just Just go in with reasonable expectations. And you should be fine, okay? <laughs> and you will have right. very, very high expectations after the finale of the prior season. Yep. Some shit hit the fan. Okay. It was crazy. And then you're like coming in like, oh, dear Lord, holy shit. Can't believe that just happened. And like you, you're finally done waiting and you get there and you're like, oh. It gets wrapped up in one episode and the rest is onto something <laughs> new. And you're like, <laughs> All right, it's hard. It's the best thing. I, I hear Yellowstone's the best show on television right now. No, better call Saul. Hands down. Well, yeah, I mean, um, but I gotta say, like, literally one episode in, like, that pilot was like the greatest pilot I've ever seen for a show. Uh, like, oh, only, yeah. only, like, I don't even know if I can say second to. It might be tied, but it's definitely not better. It's tied or second to Lost. I mean, oh, I love a pilot Lost, that oh. immediately makes you go. I am all in on this show. Let's go. That's how I felt after the Yellowstone Yellowstone premiere. I was like, whoa, this is Well, you're going to hear me continuously sing praises. Come on, you got to put Walking Dead on that list for a pilot episode. Yeah, that's true, too. That was a great, great pilot. That immediately made you go, okay, I am down. What is this world? What's going on? So that was an incredible pilot. Because even shows like 
Breaking Bad. I don't even think Breaking Bad had a great pilot. You know, it's a great show, but I don't think the pilot was that memorable. I think, well, yeah. in Breaking Bad, I think in the first episode, they kill somebody, do they not? Or is that the second um, episode? So the first Breaking couple, Bad, no. Breaking Bad already. opens with, you know, Walt. He Finding thinks he's caught, cancer. you know. He thinks oh, he's yeah, caught. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. driving down the road and he aims the gun at the camera. Yes. Okay. I remember that now. Yeah, but at the end of that episode is what I'm saying is is Nobody that dies. The, when they start killing people? No, I guess so two or three where they kill like uh the two the, brothers so or cousins. Yeah, no, there's What's uh the Crazy Eight? Eight and Emilio are oh yeah trying to catch Walt and Jesse in the van and Emilio you find out dies, but Crazy Eight's still alive, but you don't know that at the end of episode one. So Right. Okay. Uh, I'm in the middle oh, of a rewatch. That's why my memory is so fresh here, guys. So <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. For I don't. Me, bl- so I don't blame you. Senior, for not I honestly, I don't plan on rewatching Breaking Bad. It's a good show, but it was just. It's kind of. It's slow. I might. But I it's just. It was so slow for me. And see, I think because I held Breaking Bad in such high regard. Like I, I, I was one. I still am one of the people that thinks it's a top tier show. Especially, I compared a lot to Game of Thrones and how the writing was handled. Um. But Better Call Saul wait, wait, is the wait, reason wait. I'm rewatching. Pause, pause here. Did Bad. you say you compare it to Game of Thrones with how the yes, writing I do. was handled? And, and, yes, because I compare like it and, and how like it's supposed statement to. There. That's what I'm saying. Is it? It's it's. You, I compare it to Game of Thrones because it Game of Thrones should have handled their show how Breaking Bad was handled. Oh, you come like and con, not comparing. You're contrasting. Yeah, it's probably the better phrase. <laughs> Which, wait, have you guys? Sorry, you have go. you guys seen? Um, how like i think it was if breaking bad's finale was as bad as game of thrones have you seen that no no can can i read this for you yeah sure yeah go ahead so on r slash free folk it's on reddit this is a subreddit about fans that did not like the game of thrones ending okay so the title of the post is if breaking bad's finale was as bad as game of thrones now nick you didn't watch game of thrones did you no, but I know enough about him. So this is for people that have never seen Game of Thrones, but they've seen Breaking Bad, and it's a way to tell them how bad the finale was. So here we go. All the events of season five, from the train heist to Walter's fall, happen in just the first two episodes. Saul is the one who saves Jesse from the Nazis, while Walt just dies of cancer with his face in his breakfast at the diner. It is then revealed that Jesse was working for the DEA all along and that he and Skyler fall in love despite having no chemistry and only have, having talked a couple of times. Jesse takes over the meth empire and becomes head of the DEA at the same time. Immediately after this, he bombs the DEA headquarters and gives a speech about how he intends to take over the world. Skyler has to kill Jesse to save everyone, and for her many crimes, she is sentenced to community service. Walter Jr. drops out of high school to become the new head of the DEA, while Marie is elected mayor of Albuquerque. <laughs> Interesting. So terrible. Matt, I uh, I low-key forgot about uh, the Aryan Brotherhood coming into uh, the end of Breaking Bad, and you said no. Yeah, they were the last villains. Like, what the f- what the hell? Where did these Nazis come from? But then, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I remember I can't, now. I can't wrap my head around how bad that would have been, so I, I, I feel for you guys, you Game of Thrones fans. I blame Pat. <laughs> if it Pat wasn't was a show, that, if it was a show that, show that I... Hey, you know what, Matt? You enjoyed it for six seasons, and then... Couldn't remember any of the characters, though. That was my problem. Yeah, I, Matt I had to, to turn Pat. the subtitles on because he couldn't understand their accents. Mm-hmm. No, I couldn't. <laughs> I stand by that. I couldn't for the longest time. It's it's not like they're like also, talking like what is it like Welsh? 
Nick, yeah, back me up here. Um, they made fun of me when we lived together because I watched stuff with the subtitles on. I always watch stuff with subtitles on. Yeah, every time yeah. I watch a show, always. even if I understand them perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I don't do it all the time, but I mean, I definitely do it if there's like other things going on, like that other noises in the background, or you know, I mean, just literally anything else. I'll honestly turn it on. It irritates Lauren, but well, now that I'm a dad, it, it's it comes in clutch for crying babies and you know other <laughs> background noise going on. That makes I sense. Was, yeah, I, I, <laughs> was, that, was that your child, Matt? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I love that sound bite. That's great. I uh, um, I feel like it's become like a all over the internet. People like everybody our generation is like, yeah, subtitles. You gotta have subtitles. Like, I can't hear it without subtitles. <laughs> so I don't know. It seems like that might be what the way things are going. But but, uh, but yeah. Be, so uh, go ahead. Um, back to Stranger Things. So like with the way everything kind of ended, you know, in the season four finale, which I thought was pretty still like solid. Um, but what do you guys think? Do you have any predictions for season five? Like anything you think is going to happen? What's going to happen with the big, like giant gate we have now? Um, mm. What, like, what are some of your guys' predictions? I think so sweeping declaration here. I sadly think it's going to be a cop out season. Because yeah, it's kind of I'm worried. shown to be a cop-out show uh, with fairy tale endings. Uh, and I think what's going to happen is at the very end, Eleven's going to have a screaming fit, throw her <laughs> hand out, and close all the gates. I think they're going <laughs> to fake death at least two main characters, but no mm. one will actually die. And Argyle and Hopper fall in love and move away. Yeah, something along yeah. the lines of that. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? I feel like you probably have stronger feelings I, so about this. I think if this makes sense, I had this I had this thought the other day. You know, like all the you know young teen uh, book adaptations that they made into movies, uh, like even Harry Potter did it. But like every one of these movie series split the last book into like part one, part two. You know, like Harry Potter, Twilight, uh, Hunger Games, and Hobbit. almost it, okay, yeah, well. <laughs> No, what? How was that was bullshit. Movies. First of all, yeah, they three made parts. three movies. They made one book one. into three parts. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's a little wild. But anyway, if you go back and look at any of those part ones of the final book, you know, in the movie and stuff, they're all like just not good. They all suffer from the same thing, which is like build up. It's like you the whole movie wasn't kind of necessary because then it's the part two that has all the great stuff of that final book. Like Mockingjay part one is pretty bad. Breaking Dawn part one is Never okay. Harry Potter is kind of different because I mean, I like part one Potter. was still pretty good. One. But what if all you get those the idea common, of what I'm thinking about. I get the idea what you're saying, but I think what all those have in common is one of those is a very long book. Deathly Hallows. That yes. thing's like over a thousand pages long. It so had they a lot the of cover. They have the material there, but all the other ones in that list are literally just on, I would say, money grabs because they're no. none of them are that yeah. long to warrant you know multiple movies and that's the thing like even though i love death hell's part one and part two there were things that were rushed in part two because they saved a lot of meat and potatoes for it i mean they they knock out f- like five horcruxes in part two when that's true part one is almost yeah. just entirely one horcrux so you... i'm just saying like it suffers from being a middle a middling movie where it's just set up now, with what the Duffer Brothers said going into the season, they're like, even the the promo, like the promotional stuff, this is the beginning of the end. Vecna even has a line of it, but they have that as a tagline for the trailers and stuff like that. 
I feel like this season might have suffered for immense buildup for how awesome season five is going to be. Now, um, how many how many entertainment shows movies have used the phrase "This is the beginning of the end"? Probably, right? probably a lot. A lot. Probably a lot. A lot. Uh, yeah. That makes sense, Nick. Honestly, I could see that. I wonder if after I guess season five comes out, I would, if that's the case, I'd be willing to bet they watch better in like tandem. So, like, I probably. feel like a lot of like the complaints that we had about season four, honestly, could probably be really cleared up just by having season five start directly after. Exactly, and, you know, and getting to watch them one after the other. Mm-hmm. And I think you know we're going to like a big, big showdown. You know, like everybody might be in the upside down battling some stuff, and you know it could be like Endgame level esque, where we have our entire cast, which is massive, all fighting in like one nice shot and stuff. And they could be building to something epic like See, that. Um, I, it, it's a good thing you brought Endgame up because. I hope they don't. Now I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dogging in game because I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, but I will say I did feel like in game was rushed in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I felt like that's why I may, maybe thought Infinity War was the better movie if you're comparing the two. And the only reason I bring that up is I hope that they don't rush uh, Stranger Things because I remember watching in game, and they're at the Avengers headquarters, and it seemed like out of nowhere we're already in the final battle. I'm just like, oh, really? We're we're already here. Wow, that was uh, okay. All right, I guess we're at the final battle. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I just I hope there's a little more buildup than that, you know. And if we do have everyone, like you say, come into the upside down, that they do that well. So um, y'all know. Sorry, go you, ahead, go, you go. No, you I go. was gonna say. So this is kind of taking us in a different direction here. I don't know if we're done with that. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of wondering if the reason that they have been building up the size of the cast over the last several seasons, because like in the last season, they're going to have like a big like battle between the uh, upside down creatures and like the giant ass cast they have now. And well, I really hope they don't because they feel like that would just be too tropey. It, it, yeah. I mean, it could, it would kind of fall into a, you know, like, oh, we see this all the time with a bunch of different movies and shows and stuff. But um, I do think I just read something uh, yesterday. The, the Duffer Brothers came out and said, they're like, yeah, we prom, like, I think they literally said, we promise no more characters will be added in season five. And I'm like, good. Really? We're good. We're good. That set. means they kill some off. Yes, oh I, I definitely, I definitely think we are going to get some people die off. I really do, because um, we talked about a little earlier that Max not die. I, I still think Max should have died because that would have raised the stakes. It would have raised the intensity. You know, my my stake into hating Vecna and feeling yes. for the emotions that the cast is going through. But her staying alive, I don't know if I'm feeling that much worry for any of the characters right now. They haven't I'm shown me either. a reason to. Yeah. <clears throat> so and, I want to hear you guys kill list for season five. So first of all, let's say we want to die or who you think are going to wait, wait, pause, pause real quick. <laughs> your top two, but really just two. Cause I already know everybody's one is will. <laughs> oh wait. So this is who we want to die or who we think is. going. Yeah. Die. Okay. And we're going to say number one, I already know your top choice would be will to die. So who is your number two choice? And or again, let's, let's say want to die. Just, Not who you want. Let's say who you think is most likely to. 
Enzo. Ah, uh, shoot. Yeah. Well, that's also assuming he stays in the cast. Why wouldn't he? He's he's a big actor, isn't he? As far as uh, uh, it, I mean, he's a big enough actor for them to reuse. He's a big enough character. I don't know yeah. why. Who was the other Russian guy? The smuggler? Uh, Yuri. Yuri. Right? I think he's likely to die. Yeah. Because I feel like his with him coming back with the helicopter, he's kind of like, kind of had you know? an arc. You know, he might <clears throat> he might be redeemed kind of the way he did what he did. I, so right. okay, jokes aside, I think it makes a lot of sense for Will to die. Honestly, I mean, I I, so. I I I think, but I think his uh, death would have a lot of weight on everyone else, and he doesn't have a lot of stake in his future. Or I I don't know. It would be it would be a big character move for him to leave his childhood behind and do something big i don't know i just that's kind of what i I was thinking i honestly think killing will would be the easiest character for them to kill off and that's why i think they do it because it kind of seems like they already don't know where they're going with him and then Mm -hmm. nobody really fucking likes him anyway (laughs) i say like uh i always kind of try and like logic things to see who could die or whatever and i did that with this season and nobody died but yeah i always kind of take like what would be upsetting and shocking well, I, what would be upsetting and shocking and like if they did split Mike and L with one of them dying that would be pretty shocking but if we think about it we're like we we realistically don't think they would do that cuz that would be right. it would be kind of like oh wow we really wanted them to make it you know um now i will say this like do you think we could get some type of scenario where another kind of trope but not a super overused one where somebody has to like uh, stay behind, or else the upside down will become like what Earth is. Eleven. Like, yeah. like, do you think somebody would have to be like the keeper of the gate, you know, or something like that? Like, the 11. only example I can think of is like a uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where somebody has mm. to take over the Flying Dutchman, or something right, like that. Right. Will. You know? So I was thinking, like, Will. Yeah. Like, Will might yeah. have to stay behind. He doesn't die but he still has like a bad fate because um, if they're trying to build up this Mike will relationship thing, then will would do it for Mike and L and they're, they'd make that a whole thing. Like yeah, you guys so live the, your life, you know, exactly. So, so they don't have to separate. And so he yeah. kind of makes that sacrifice that they could do something like that. I can see that. I think that's plausible. I was also kind of thinking, you know, with will being so integral to the, I guess the link between, um, you know, Hawkins and uh, the upside down, you know, I guess going back to season one, I feel like I'm wondering, you know, along the lines of that, if like he ends up having to like stay behind in the upside down to actually lock it since he's like kind of the link between, you know, the Hawkins and the upside down. I could see is there, is there a need to even lock the gate? If once Vecna's gone, what's there to open it? That's true. It could be a it could be a situation where maybe like he has to stay there to stop him from ever coming back or somebody else, you know, becoming that way. It's I, like, hey, I something. can close the gate. It's, it's, hey, I could close the gate. But once I do, it won't open type of thing, you know? Yeah. You so like from the inside, because like, again, we can maybe like backtrack from like zero. Do we think the upside down will infiltrate our, um, like the upside down outside? Probably no, right? Like that's like a 99% probably no. So that means the gate will probably get closed. And then you can like, you know, you can work your way backwards to see what kind of the outcome would be. And uh, 
you know, I feel like it'll get closed and somebody will have to probably sacrifice themselves to close it this way. I mean, we've closed the gates before in different ways, but this is going to take like immense something insane to happen to close this thing. So you need a lot of needle and thread for that. I, I yeah, hope exactly. it's a long season. <laughs> it it um, probably will be. I, I, I think so. I mean, it's got to be after how long season four was. Yeah, and I hope they don't have a, a, a long buildup either. I feel like they can't have a long buildup now that everyone's back together. Like, there's no way. Yeah, I think as, after that's done, I think that was really, you know, that's what took up the bulk of the season. And I think now that that's done, hopefully they'll actually get into something, like, significant. Yeah, kind of like what Nick said. I mean, this this is kind of like Deathly Hallows Part 1, setting everything up, and then maybe part this – season five is just going to be the fight you know it's the payoff you know it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like the oh this is the fun this is the fun part um because we got l to get her powers back so she's good to go you know everybody's reunited so we're good to go you know uh it, we clearly see vecna's plan worked so again it's almost like infinity war the bad guy won i mean mm-hmm. if you think about it he did he won yeah you know we didn't lose any characters main characters essentially but he won and he got what he wanted and so now it's like, well, what's his next step? Like he's going to start bringing stuff in like through the portal um, and mm-hmm. they're going to have to do something about it. So it kind of seems like that it's like on end game now. It's like, okay, now we have to mount a defense and beat him in our world, you know, which would be kind of wild to see. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> I do have something else that I saw that I thought was interesting. Maybe a couple months before season one or uh, the first part, you know, came out around, you know, around Memorial Day, they had character uh, posters. Every poster, every character got their own poster, like all of the characters. There was tons of them. They released like four a day for like a week or something. Uh, even even I Mike. See that. Yeah. Even Mike and Nancy's mom got a character poster like it was pretty, you know, mm. now in each poster, they're all. Some of them are the same, but some of them are a little different. So, like, uh, I think I can't remember who has what, but like, there's like Dustin and Lucas. They have um, they have something from Hawkins in theirs, and it's at the bottom of their uh, of their like heads and stuff. And then with like Will and Mike, it's their California house. It's at the bottom. Now, somebody pointed this out, and it was very strange. Mike and Eleven's mom, the placement like whatever thing was below her was the victor creel house and so i saw a fan theory saying could she be victor creel's sister and she didn't die either um dude and i was a, like so that's max also has that max also has victor creel's house so does joyce I, did you pull Wait, it no, not joyce yeah i'm looking at him on my phone wow yeah i haven't looked into it um, i can't remember in uh the season did they specifically talk about uh with I, what's Victor Creel's uh, dad's name, the one that went down for the murder? Oh, uh, I don't uh, remember. Regardless, well, Vic, that Victor guy, Creel is the guy, right? You're getting oh, we're getting people mixed up. Okay, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. Quote unquote, yeah. crazy murderer guy. Yeah, yeah um, that's Victor. Victor. Did they actually say who all he murdered, or did he just say? I thought it said wife and kids. It. He, Think, think it, it did, was yeah. His family, it just said, said wife and kids. It may it may have just been family. I don't know. But, I mean, if um, it was – I feel like in that sense that kind of, like, rules that out, unless they just made a mistake. Trying to see Maybe. here. All these char- – all these char- – here, I'll just say, the Victor Creel house for character posters is Max, Lucas, Nancy, Nancy and Mike's mom, Eddie, 
and Dustin are the ones I'm seeing. So okay. that is weird why Mrs. Wheeler would be on there. Yeah, and it is weird too. I this might blow a hole in this theory because like Eddie, I don't think Eddie even stepped foot in that house. So Mm-mm. so you know I don't think so either. Because somebody I started thinking it through and I'm like, you know, besides the fun part of it, why would she have been attracted to Billy? Well, Billy had you know Wait, you're not attracted to Billy? Well, everybody is, but oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like that little thing, maybe it's because he was, you know, I don't know, connected to the mind flayer. That's interesting. And then people said, why did he show, why did Vecna show Nancy all this stuff? You know, took her through all these things. Now, again, these can be easily explained, which makes fan theories debunked pretty easy. Cause it's it like, oh, be, she, uh... she did have some, a twist. She had some regret in her life. And so he used it, but why do you let her go? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I could see that. That'd be an interesting twist. But then that is, also, that it means would be, Nancy dies. It would also be I so random, though, because they've already created like the connection between Vecna and Eleven, and I feel mm-hmm. like it'd be kind of backtracking to be like, oh, but Vecna is Nancy and Mike's uncle. It, yeah, right. It would be weird, <laughs> but it, it might it might give some of our you know lame ass human characters some more interest where it's like, Oh, Nancy. And because think about it, all these, and I'm literally just spitballing here. All these seasons, we just have one person who can battle this stuff. And that's, that's, uh, that's Susie Poo. Oh yeah. L. Well, Oh yeah. Her too. But, (laughs) but it's just like, it would be nice if we had some more people on our giant that were powered. So like, who knows, like crazy theory, you know, like maybe Mike and Nancy have some connection and they might be able to, you know, have some type of powers as well. Who knows? I don't know. But again, all those kids with powers were from people who were, you know, mm-hmm. a part of the uh, project that they stole the babies from. So it would just be interesting. Right. I saw it and I was like, that's really intriguing, you know, because there's going to be some crazy twists. You know, there always is. They've got to start doing something with these characters. That they They've do. got a cast that's too big and I don't know what half of them are going to do. Right. Yeah. And it's so like, I, you know. I think that would be interesting, Nick. But at the same time, you know, earlier, I think when they were still in California, um, Nick and Will have that whole, not not Nick, sorry, That's Mike me. and Will, <laughs> that is you, <laughs> Mike and Will have that whole talk about how Eleven's a superhero and he's just an average dude and she doesn't need him and blah, 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 and it gets all like stupid and emotional and then Will cries. Actually, it might have been when they were in the car. Will yeah. cries narrow it down a little bit. Oh, shoot. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, okay. the seventh time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I feel like I would hate that if it popped up next season after they had that conversation. He's like, I'm not special. She's mm-hmm. a superhero and I'm not. And then, you know, in the next season, he's like, oh, wow, turns out I am a superhero. I and, would hate yeah, that it, so much. It would It would be a weird kind of a flip of the script, essentially. Um, yeah. But it's just like, I can't imagine they're going to big, big fight with Vecna again. And we just still have a, a one-on-one showdown. We have another you know, one-on-one mind fight. And it's like, everybody else just has sticks and spear. It's like, and then even a How gun. How many times I mean, can you do that? Exactly. Yeah. You can't keep going back to the same well. So they're going to have to do something. Um, I mean, we might find out next season that the optimal number of times you can do that is five. You're, you're right. Yeah. And then they're yeah. like, we're done. <laughs> we're out. The end. Now, do you guys think oh, this number eight chick is ever going to have any, like, use i mean she is she are they ever gonna bring her back and make that terrible episode in season two worth it i mean i hope so she's out give there it somewhere. some sort of weight 
I mean, yeah. and we and she needs the help. She helped L again get her powers back and train her. Like L needs some help in that in that arena. If, if they were good writers, they absolutely would bring her back. But that's yeah. the question: What is the quality of writing that we're going to get next season? Because I don't know. I mean, they're they're developing a spinoff, uh, you know. Um, and then here's the thing: you know, your Game of Thrones guys. Apparently they already had the uh, the Star Wars contracts or something, right? And so that's why they just phoned it in and finished everything yep. up. I, this isn't as big, obviously. That's but a the fan Duffer theory, Brothers, but... Yeah. The Duffer Brothers just signed a thing with Netflix for multiple spinoffs of Stranger Things. They're also doing another oh. Death Note adaptation, and it's the Duffer Brothers who are going to do it. And so it's like, I hope they don't just wrap this up so they can... Well... Well, there you go. The spinoff may maybe eight, number eight, and then who knows? And then that's I would, I would hate that. <laughs> I mean, I would too. But what what, what else would they spin off? Like, what else would they Stranger off? Things? Yeah, I, I mean, it would be hard. I mean, they said the spinoff is going to have no characters from our our oh, our okay. series, which is interesting. So I'm really intrigued to see where they go with that because anything else '80s set with this weird. Give me synth soundtracks. I'm down. You know. So uh, it's spinoffs are spinoffs are really hard to do though, um, hard to get right. Well, better call Saul. Yeah, yeah that that's one of the few man. And I got to tell you, when I started it, I I didn't think it would be a good spinoff. Like I was even thinking, well, what they're making a show about the funny lawyer from Breaking Bad. Uh, that was my that exact thought. I was like, like okay. And then here I am in season six, like this is the greatest show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, it's getting through that rough I mean, exterior you have to actually get to get a tear out, maybe. You're like, oh, yeah, this funny lawyer. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, let's uh let's do that real quick and then we can maybe uh wrap things up. What are some of the best spin-offs? And let, we can do movies or shows. What are some of the best spin-offs that you guys have heard? Now we already talked about Better Call Saul. Uh it's you know, it's great according to Matt. So um, I haven't I haven't watched it yet, but I have heard really good things about 1883, and I've heard of a lot of people that like okay. it more than Yellowstone. Really? I, yeah, it's okay. Okay, and it, I, is this a one-off? Just one, yes. one little mm-hmm. season, yeah. and then it's that's like a limited it? series. And there's okay. going to be another. There's going to be another season, like two 1923 more. or something. Yeah, oh, I think two more. Yeah, it was 23, but then they wanted it to be more around depression, so they just flip those numbers so i think it's gonna be 1932 and then they have another one already lined up 666 and it's about an actual four sixes uh, four sixes yeah yeah that's how you say it four sixes it's a ranch in texas and one of the characters left yellowstone (laughs) okay Uh, yeah so uh that that's after a real ranch six 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 Hey, are Sounds you watching like this show? show guys. Uh-huh. This four sixes? No, um, but no. Apparently, uh, this dude, this guy is such a hot commodity. This Taylor Sheridan, like he mm-hmm. is in oh. everything right now, and uh, he bought the ranch. He literally bought this historic four sixes ranch to do the show on, and so this guy is all over the place right now. I mean, if, he is if you, a hot ticket. On my top ten movies of all time is one of his movies called Wind River, and if you're looking seen for it, a fantastic movie oh my gosh um it's a heavy movie man it's not for the faint of heart that's with it's uh, jeremy renner yeah and elizabeth olsen it's it's a heavy movie if you if you are one that can handle like good dramas man it's it's in my top 10 i'm down the 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 suspense the way it's written oh my gosh it's 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 a masterpiece but it's hard to watch at times in a good way in a good way 
And wow. uh, it's funny you mentioned that because he wasn't director on all three of these, but that was, I believe, his third movie in his like you know quote unquote uh, like new western like modern like western Hell and High Water. He Hell was a, water, right? a writer on that, and yeah. I. Love movie i mean it's exactly i got the vibe with yellowstone just from the one episode these are modern westerns and i'm like i love Mm -hmm. this stuff like hell or high water was so good then you would love wind river if you like because it also feels like yellowstone and it's got multiple actors from yellowstone in wind river because he uses actors because i was gonna Um, say his first one in that trilogy of like the modern western he was a writer on sicario which was uh oh yeah wasn't it dennis villanueva um i think so yeah yeah and so right. those three movies he was the writer and director on the last one and it's like dude those are all great like modern westerns you know so mm-hmm. but uh i but was yeah. i was looking up you were you asked me about spinoffs like what are some of the best spinoffs and uh mm-hmm. i just did a quick google and i forgot frazier is considered to be one of the greatest greatest sitcoms of all time it is yeah and, uh, i forgot I forgot that that's is that from Cheers? I'm yeah, he, he popped up yeah. in Cheers. He married right. Diane in Cheers. On, which honestly, I was never that big of a fan of his character in Cheers. But I so heard, I, I know the Frasers are really show. popular. What I love Cheers. I couldn't no, I, see. No, I love. I, I, lo- I like Cheers too. But I've heard Cheers fans say they like Frasier better. I mean, oh, weird. Kind of like honestly, I, I, I like break. I like Breaking Bad, but I think Better Call Saul is better, you know. Personally. Yeah, I guess I'd have to watch so. it, but I didn't like any of the episodes with Frasier in it. Fair enough. I was also seeing um, uh, Laverne and Shirley. I forgot, is that, where are they from? So that is a whole, like, I didn't know this was a whole, uh, like, network uh, of shows. There's, like, days. four spinoffs that are all from, like, the same universe. And I think uh, there's Laverne and Shirley. Um, Happy Days, right? Is God. that the same? I forget the name of the creator. I think it was NBC and he just made every show in the seventies and then into the eighties. They were all like spinoffs and every show was critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great spinoff. And uh, I, I swear there's a couple more, but uh, it wasn't the uh, Archie Bunker. Cause there's yeah. Archie Bunker. What, uh, the, oh gosh. What is his, what, what, what is that show? I actually funny enough, his chair is at the Smithsonian when I went there. Is it really? Yeah. That's actually pretty family. cool. I, is that it? Yeah. I was going to say, because that was a groundbreaking show at the time. Yeah. Some of the things that they dealt with in like the con mm-hmm. being an ultra conservative. And there were no ultra conservatives really on, on TV in that way. And then he had like his daughter who was more of a liberal and like they, they dealt with topics that were pretty big to, to talk about in like the, the middle, like mid seventies. Friends um, kind of did that same thing, though, right? For the '90s, you could argue. I see. I've it's never more, seen Friends, but I, I, I either. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, it actually it does. It all comes from Happy Days, I believe. Happy Days is kind of the the first one in all of this, I want to say. But yeah, Mork and Mindy comes out of it. Um, you know, Laverne <laughs> and Shirley, which it's that's pretty wild. But uh, but yeah, no, I I've I've always wanted to get into some of those older shows. Uh, man, uh, one of our friends actually um, showed me. Uh, an old You'll show say his name yeah i, I wasn't i wasn't gonna say his name <laughs> i knew okay. i know who you're talking about though yeah he, that too. the box man yeah he he showed me some old shows and like you know there was happy days which was kind of like like it was a pretty white show you know for it was yeah all, like, all black yeah. people that yeah. uh, man it, it was groundbreaking though for its time I it, mean, was. it was it definitely was and like i'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with it but good times 
you know, with uh, mm. uh, JJ uh, Walker, you know, his, his catchphrase like dynamite and stuff. I watched <laughs> some of that show and like, it's not dated. Like it, it holds up. It's a pretty good show. Um, I man, I would argue the Andy Griffith show still holds up in a lot of ways. Cause I grew up on that. Um, I, I remember watching about- that as a kid too. And that's still 50 years after the fact. And uh, yeah. that was a good show. I mean, it had good lessons and everything. In Even it. that one had a spinoff. Yeah, well, uh, wasn't it about a Don Knotts character? Gomer, or? Gomer Pyle, USMC. Gomer uh, Pyle, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I wait, wait, wait. Was Gomer Pyle not the, like, fat, dumb guy from, um, yeah, yeah no. in Full Metal Jacket? No. That, uh, Did no, they just call him people, Gomer Pyle? Yeah. yeah, they named because after the show, they called okay, him Okay, okay, so that's the joke. It was a reference They're making fun of him, yeah. I never realized yes. that. Okay. Which made him because go G- crazy. Gomer Pyle, <laughs> yeah, Gomer Pyle, the whole the whole premise of the show is if you've seen Andy Griffith, he's okay. Yeah, you know I've seen, we're, we're going to say he, he's yes. retarded, all right? And he joins the Marine Corps and it's him and his drill sergeant constantly going head to head because he's so dumb, you know. And uh yeah, he's very much like Vincent D'Onofrio. Amazing okay. performance by the way in Full Metal Jacket. Oh my gosh, but, yeah. yeah. I love but his, yeah, uh, he's very reminiscent of Gummer Pile. The seven six two full metal jacket. Metal jacket. I know. I love it. The, the drill instructor. Yeah, I love it. That's, but um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> no, no. I just I could go off and tangent on that movie. I would just I love Kubrick. Uh, just I saw that movie just one night. I was like, I gotta watch it. I just gotta sit through and watch it. And uh, that good... scene was so good to me. And then it's so funny how that movie is just has two distinct parts. All, oh, yeah. all the basic Weird. training. And then it just it just immediately takes you to Vietnam. And you're like, this is a different movie, and it's still phenomenal. I you know remember. what I love about you know what I love about that movie is the the classic part when they're in a Saigon that like literally every middle schooler ever quotes now. The, you know, <laughs> yes. Bye, Dala, sucky, sucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me I love that part a couple times too. <laughs> it's so great, like. <laughs> And that's the thing. I mean, that was a Vietnam movie. That's like one of the well, older Vietnam movies because so many of them came out pretty Vietnam. And uh, I think Full Metal Jacket was like 87. And so that was just Kubrick's taste. He's like, I want to jump in on this and make my also, own. Also, mm-hmm. that, that beginning section, I remember when I was a kid and, you know, every young boy, I feel like at one point or another says they want to be in the military, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure you guys said that when you were a little kid at one point. Yeah, been there. And my dad having served in the 80s and every, I'm actually first generation in my family to break that tradition. But – he told oh me, he, he sat us down when we were young. Draft like, so dodger. <laughs> yeah, right. But he, he sat us down when we were young, and he's like, if you want to understand what uh, boot camp, that's what Navy is, or like basic training, if you understand what this is like, let me show you the beginning to Full Metal Jacket. He's like, there's a couple of parts that are exaggerated, but he said Arlie Army just nails what it what what it's like. And that's because he actually was a drill sergeant, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and I think they said most of his lines are improvised like stuff he would say uh, yeah, when he pretty, was a drill, awesome. drill sergeant. Man, he nails it too. You know, if you ever yeah. go listen to like uh, just videos of even like modern day drill sergeants yelling at people, they get pretty creative with the things that they say. Yes. <laughs> I'm not but, creative um, enough. Dude, I'm not Do either. 10 push-ups, idiot. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I come up with. You got to demean the person. <laughs> True. But uh, yeah. anyway, I think that's a good place to end it. I think we should come back and we could probably have a whole episode on that topic right there. But um, <laughs> I guess just uh, if there's anybody listening, send us an email and let us know what uh, 
I guess one, what you think uh, is in store for us in season five of Stranger Things, and two, uh, what your favorite spinoffs are. Yeah. And let us know if you think we need to force Nick to buy a mic or not. Oh no, that is that is happening. I uh, I definitely will be Amazoning one soon. I can't. Uh, I having this. I got to have a better mic here. So <laughs> it's coming soon. It's coming soon. Something to look forward to. Hey, bullying works, kids. That's exactly. uh, lessons with suffering from mediocrity. There you go. <laughs> Write them down. 